Good day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Unveiling. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, topic of discipleship and following Jesus. So come along. It's going to be awesome. All right. All right. Well, we are going to uh, talk about following Jesus, uh, discipleship. Out of the out of everything in Christendom, um, this is my passion. I, I mean, I I mean, I love. I don't get me wrong. I absolutely love uh, what we're doing here with peeling back the layers of Scripture, right? Um, I'd say that's a, a very um, a very big passion of mine as well. But I think, at least in this season, um, and and goodness gracious, I hope it's for the longevity of of my life. The single most um, influential and topic I am passionate about is this idea of following Jesus. Like I don't even want to say the word discipleship necessarily because I think that's that's become. Uh, just a cliche word, I think that it really doesn't carry the weight that it ought to in our society. And so I'm going to say it a different way, and that way is follow Jesus. What does that mean? What does that look like um, in my day-to-day life? All of that is just, it's so near and dear to my heart because um, I'm saddened that the the majority of Christians that I see in the West, and this is this is not a statement that encompasses all Christians by any means, but a lot of Christians that I see in the West, uh, they they love they love the the morals of of Jesus. They love the philosophy of Jesus. They love the person that Jesus was. They love. Um, how he acted and treated people and and uh, fought for justice and um, but very few follow him. And uh, we're gonna explore a little bit about the prerequisites of what that means um, to follow Jesus. This is very, as I said, passionate uh, area of mine, but it is um, sort of on the cuff of a class I'm teaching uh, on Sunday, so just a couple days from now, um, that I'm actually going to be talking about to a group of students. The, the, uh, the title is uh, Being an Apprentice of Jesus and, and this idea of following Him and what does it mean to follow Jesus. And so I want to talk a little bit about that today. Matthew 16, 24 is where we're going to be. But before we jump in there, you can flip there on your iPhone or Bible or whatever. But we talked about this in the last episode. What What is a Christian, you know? What is a believer and what is a follower of Jesus? They should all be the same thing, just three different ways of saying it. Unfortunately, today in the West, they are three very different things. Um, quickly... A Christian, a Christian could be absolutely anybody. Anybody could be a Christian. I mean, goodness gracious! All you have to do is, yeah, I'm a Christian. What What does that mean exactly? 
Um, my grandma grew up in church and went to church and drug me to church every now and then. So I'm a Christian. I carry a Bible with me. I'm Christian. Could mean a whole host of things depending on who you are or where you come from. Um, so yeah, that's that. A believer. I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus. Well, what is what does that mean? Well, it, it means I believe Jesus was God. Oh, and then what? Well, not much else after that. I mean, that's kind of where it begins and kind of where it ends for that group of people. Um, they they maybe they go to church every Sunday. You know, they're maybe they're great people. They're just so like nice and morally sound and. You know, their ethics are squared away. Um, but they don't fall into the, the category of following Jesus, which the third category of Jesus followers. These are the ones who daily make Jesus their rabbi, their teacher, their mentor. They study him. They study his word. They study his ways. And they strive to become representations of him so um, they represent or represent Jesus with their lives um, so we're dealing with three distinct categories here which one do you fall in um, which one do I fall in I mean I think that's a very important question to ask ourselves and to really evaluate where we're at uh, on this journey with Jesus and um, it's unfortunate. Those three should be synonymous and should all kind of be one and the same. It's not uh, in the day that we live. And so it's almost as though we need a revival of passionate Jesus followers. Not necessarily uh, passionate, you know, charismatics or passionate non-charismatics um not not necessarily this fiery emotion that we think of when we think you know brownsville revival or some revival we, we tend to think like miracle signs wonders which would be great get, don't get me wrong like praise god for that but wouldn't it be just amazing if there was just a revival of people living like Jesus? I mean, I'm, I mean, I can't help but, but wonder if we would see those miracles, signs, and wonders in such a healthy and mature way, perhaps in the first time in history outside of Jesus and the apostles, if we just simply worried about being with Jesus and becoming like Jesus in every aspect of our life. Would we see miracles? Would we see those other things? I think a lot of Christians chase those other things before they chase Jesus. And that's where we get a lot of the damage to Christendom that uh, I think has happened over the generations. And it, it, I think we just need a revival of people who just passionately want to follow Jesus. And here's what I want to get at today, because I think it's the most important aspect of following Jesus. That is the foundation. First, I want to say this, and then we'll get to the verse. You can believe Jesus is God, 
and not follow Jesus. But it's impossible to follow Jesus without believing he's God. So Jesus says, if you believe me, you'll follow me. Like, it, it, like it's just a, it's kind of a byproduct of really believing, you know. If you really believe I am who I say I am, you'll follow me. And what Jesus is not saying by follow me, the image that we often get is the image of like Peter laying down his life, <laughs> geographical location, fisherman, and following Jesus geographically, like from one place to another. That's not what Jesus is calling us to when he says, follow me. And that's not what he was calling those disciples to when he said, follow me. We're reading a story that's set in a setting of rabbis. The culture is built upon the framework of teaching, creating students, cloning yourself, essentially. And uh, so when Jesus is saying, follow me, he's talking from the perspective of a rabbi to his students. And he's not saying like, just follow me around and live with me for the next three years and see how I do things and where I go. And you'll eventually see I'm God in the flesh. He's saying so much more. So you don't have to um, follow Jesus to believe. A lot of people say, I believe, and they don't follow, but it's impossible for someone to follow Jesus without believing. They just won't. It, it's pointless. I wouldn't follow Jesus if I didn't believe he was who he said he was. I mean, he's great, has a lot of great teachings, but for me to lay down my life for someone, you know, I probably am only going to follow him so far, maybe take up a principle here or there, which is what a lot of believers do. They take up morals and ethics that they are in line with and they tend to run with them pretty well it's the ones that inconvenience them that they justify they don't have to follow jesus in those ways and that's where we're going to get into today the prerequisite to following jesus matthew 16 24 watch this it's incredible jesus said to his disciples who is that well that's you and me he's talking to you and me today anyone who's claiming to be a believer a follower of jesus a christian those should all be the same thing we're disciples and followers of Jesus. Then Jesus said to you and to me, if anyone, anyone, not just the, the people he's gone around and, and picked out and said, hey, follow me, not just the elect, not just the elite, anyone, if anyone wants to follow after me, what does he have to do? He, he says, let him deny himself. Okay, there is two two parts here. Deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And I think so many times in Christianum, we want the title of Christian believer, Jesus follower, churchgoer, good person, morally and ethically sound, without the whole denying them, like denying myself part or taking up my cross part. What do those things mean? Well, what's unfortunate is so many believers 
agree with the Bible until the Bible inconveniences something in their way of thinking or way of life. And it's unfortunate because the moment that we have you ever have you ever been tempted to do something that you knew was wrong or grew up hearing was wrong biblically and you ha- you justify it you you had to find a way to justify it in scripture like oh this verse doesn't mean that or oh Jesus was what he was saying here was this and it doesn't apply like in my situation in my context it's different than <laughs> you know what No, no, no. What you're doing is looking for a way to get out of denying yourself in those moments. We have, okay, so we have three natures that are constantly at war with each other. We um, We have our sin nature, we have our human nature, and then we have a holy nature. And, um, when our human nature or sin nature, um, when they conflict with the holy nature that we're called to in order to bridge over into living from our holy natures, something in us has to die. Our, our, our flesh, our desires, our preferences, our ideas, um, what, whatever it is, we have to lay it on the altar to cross over into the holy nature. That is what following Jesus is. If we're going to follow Jesus, Jesus is leading us from our human nature to our holy nature. That is the that is the idea of following Jesus. He's leading us out of sin nature through the human nature into a holy nature. That's the destination in order to get to this holy nature, which, by the way, is the only nature allowed in the kingdom of heaven. Um, we have to die and deny our human nature we have to deny it and we have to nail it to a cross and it's really painful and it's really really hard and i think we all (laughs) this is this is the doom and gloom message but we're all failures (laughs) at this there there's hope coming i promise um we're all so terribly bad at this. And that's the point. That's the point of Jesus is if we could perfectly deny our human nature and step into this holy nature, we wouldn't need Jesus. That was the point. Jesus came and did that for us perfectly, flawlessly. And then he died as the spotless lamb to atone the wrath of God. And that's the gospel story, right? But he did that not just to make us right in God's sight, but to make us holy. Be holy as your Father in heaven is holy, as as God is holy, right? We have a calling to this holiness. We have a calling to this holy nature. And I know holiness and the word holy in and of itself is, uh, it's become a taboo cliche and um, it's become this weird word, oh, you're holier than thou. It's actually used just such a negative sense. And we really need to work hard, those of us in the realm of, of uh, Christianity, at, at really revitalizing this word and, and redefining it. Because this word holy is such, a, such a, an important word. And holiness, we're called to it, and it's a good thing, and it's a and it's amazing. 
and it shouldn't be this word that um, makes us feel religious or legalistic because it has nothing to do with that. It's about it's about our, our nature and our tendencies. It's about becoming like God himself and his very character. Like the cliche uh, term, what would Jesus do? Like that needs to be brought back. I think <laughs> I should design... <laughs> wristbands or something and we should all start wearing them again because it's that's what it all comes down to is taking on the character and characteristics and the very nature of God and what is God's nature it's holiness so we're being brought out of a human nature into a holy nature if you're wondering where are we following Jesus to it's from human to holy and that requires death, and it requires crucifixion and denying of your human nature. So even, okay, I want to say it this way. So you can have human nature tendencies that are not in and of themselves sinful, but they still need to die because they're not holy. Okay, that's that's huge. That's a big deal because so many Christians get, get by simply by saying, you know, by living a way that isn't holy or or like Christ, because it's not technically sin, it's just human. For example, if someone murdered a loved one, it's just human nature to want to knock their face in. You know, it's just human nature to want to take revenge. It's, but Jesus says, vengeance is mine. God says, vengeance is mine. So human nature says, vengeance is mine. Holy nature says, no, deny yourself, crucify that, and give vengeance to God. Because vengeance is his. So to desire vengeance and to be angry and to want to react at something like that is human nature, it's not sin at all, but it still has to die. And this is what following Jesus requires. It requires us to not just leave sin behind and die to sin, but to die to humanity, to die to flesh. It's hard. It's painful. It's it's the pride that has to die in your marriage if you want to survive. <laughs> You know, your marriage is ending because you're not following Jesus. And that's just the, the, the brutal grips we have to come down to. Your marriage isn't ending because your spouse is horrible, you know. Your, your marriage isn't ending because your spouse is this terrible human being and it's all their fault. Your marriage is Probably, and I know there's exceptions. There, there are some really unfortunate situations, and I'm not talking in, like all inclusive here. I'm talking the majority of the time. Your marriage is ending because you and your spouse, but you're accountable for you. You are not following Jesus. You are still living by your human nature. There's a lot of things in marriage that as a human, you have the right to feel or to do, but that doesn't mean you should if you're a follower of Jesus because there's a difference between human and there's a difference between holy. And we're called out of human into holy. If your marriage is struggling, men, um, you're called to love 
your wife as Christ loved the church, giving his life up for her. You're called to, to give your life up for her. If your marriage is struggling, ladies, ask the question, if my husband, who's, if he's sitting in front of you or standing in front of you, ask if this were Jesus in front of me, how would I, how would I treat him? How would, I, how would I respond or act towards him? How would I serve him? How would I love him? There's a lot of things in every sphere of our life that according to the human nature, we have the right to do or feel. But as followers of Jesus, we're called out of that. We're called beyond that. And we need a revival of passionate people who are hungry for Nothing more than two things, to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus. I mean, you, you can't become like your rabbi unless you sit at his feet and listen to him and f- follow him and see how he acts and lives his life in different contexts and situations throughout his day. So unless you're with him, you can't become like him. And he's a really awesome person to just be with. And, uh, you know, I, I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about following Jesus in my own life. It's something that, oh man, I have so far to go, so far to go, but it's at the top of my mind. It's at the top of my priority list. Where can I die today? Where can I deny myself today? You know, trust me, there's so, so many thousands, thousands of areas every day. And I maybe only get a handful of them right, if that. And I'm just so passionate about following Jesus, truly following Jesus. For the first, uh, well, for the majority of my upbringing, following Jesus looked like going to church one, two, three times a week, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and midweek. It, it, It looked like maybe, you know, being in your Bible every morning, Look like praying before you go to bed at night and meals, and it looked like being a morally and ethically sound person. You know the, the the big ones, the big ethics in the Bible. You know, but it, it didn't ever emphasize this idea of following Jesus in the details. You know, like like discipline to wake up early in the morning. You know, that's that's following Jesus. We can see it in his life. We can see it in his lifestyle. He got up early. Like he was committed to that. Like that was a discipline to get up early and spend time with the father before the day. Even if he had a late night and didn't get to sleep. There's there's several stories like that. That's not anything to do with morals or ethics. That's just lifestyle. And even in those things, we ought to follow Jesus. He's calling us to a life of discipline. He's showing us how to live a healthy whole life outside of morals. He's showing us how to do that in our health. He's showing us how to do that in our finances. He's showing us how to do that emotionally. He's showing us how to do that in areas outside of morals and ethics. Following Jesus is awesome. And it's so much more than um, than believing he is God come in the flesh. It's so much more than that. It's 
It's so much more than that. And it requires the denying of yourself and the picking up of your cross many, many times every day. Many, many times every day. And that's what I want to prick your heart and, and provoke you and call you into this passionate place of, of denial, <laughs> self-denial, you know, everything that um, culture is against. <laughs> but for real, denying yourself, taking up your cross, these are good things. These are not, these ought not be like doom and gloom, uh, like they shouldn't have a negative connotation to them. They should be things that we're just so excited to run towards because we understand. It's kind of like, um, okay, let's think of it. Ooh, this is this might be a, a helpful analogy. If you're really fat, overweight, and out of shape, um, and forgive me for being so blunt there, if that offends you, I'm sorry. Um, if you're really unhealthy and out of shape, and that's your human nature state, right? And the holy nature state is like absolutely ripped, six pack, you know, beefed up, healthy, you know, like, I don't know, like Superman looking or whatever. Um, And that would be holy nature state. The denying yourself, picking up your cross that is required to get from the fat unhealthy state which is the human nature, sin nature, to the holy nature, which is the really awesome looking and fit version, um, is the daily discipline to get out of bed early, go to the gym twice a day, bust your rear end, eat right, stop spending your money on sugared up, creamered up coffee and sweets and ice cream, fast, drink water, go hungry, eat a salad, you know what I mean? Like all of those painful things and the in-between that you have to deny what you what your flesh wants to, to get where you need to be. It's the same thing. That's what deny yourself, pick up your cross means. But it, re- re- but it refers to character. It refers to character, disciplines, and everything so much more than morals and ethics like i said earlier characters is probably the first the first piece i mean it it's 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 so much more it encompasses your very nature so character is only a piece of your nature right so your nature carries over into how you schedule out your day and what you put your priorities to and what you put where you put your money and how you treat people and why you treat people the way you do it your nature encompasses everything about who you are not just your morals and ethic or character that's a big chunk of it and it feeds everything else so denying yourself picking up your cross jesus is leading us from our human nature he's already done away with our sinful nature uh we still battle that of course but leading us from human nature following him into a holy nature requires death requires death that's why we were crucified and buried with christ and so this has been uh really just a rant from my heart on a, on an area i'm super passionate about following jesus and i hope maybe this has provoked you pricked your heart excited you to go and die <laughs> uh to go and deny yourself and and to go and examine every aspect of your life not just the morals and ethics and character start there please this world could use 
nicer people, people that look more like Jesus, but even in your finances, in your marriage, your relationships, your emotions, your health, all of these things. Um, yeah, I, I hope that this has been exciting for you as it was for me. I hope you're becoming more passionate about following Jesus than you were before you listened to this episode. But that is all for today. And uh, until next time, God bless. God bless.